What's up, Black Love fam and first-time fam? Welcome to another edition of Man to Man, a part of the Black Love Podcast Network. I'm David Wazicki, General Manager of Black Love, and today we got a brother who I've been wanted to talk to for a while, uh, more recently especially. Uh, I'll roll some credits for you. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. He's a father. He is also a head writer of a podcast, which we're going to jump into because we on one, so we're going to talk about one. Um, that happens to be about relationships in a, in a very interesting way. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you, Black Love fam, to the Kevin Arbue. Did I pronounce that right? That is not bad. Arbue. Arbue. There but that's go. not that bad. Better. I get okay. a, I get um arbowet which is like the english version which i answer to but then i also sure. get arbonet arboquette in the mail you, you know it's, what? yeah yeah, it's, yeah. The <laughs> letters. it's like yeah what how do you o-u-e-t i mean it just yeah. it, it throws people man it does <laughs> so arbway yeah arbway so much Love so it. and i gotta tell you just quickly about my last name please please Growing up, it was the last name that no one could pronounce, so I was sure. embarrassed sure. by it, right? So my first year in the business, this goes back more than 20 years, I was Kevin Daniels. My middle name was Daniel, so it was like okay. Kevin okay. Daniels, right? Because oh, I was like, ah, it's hard to put And then as I get older, and I think this happens to a lot of men, as you get older, the idea of legacy becomes paramount. Mm. So then it mm. was just like, not only is Arb, no, Arbway, and you better say it the French way, goddammit. Yeah. It is yeah. also, <laughs> my production company is Arbor Way. So it's kind of like, oh, you can do you it go. your way or you can do the Arbor Way. Or the Arbway. <laughs> or the Arbway. I love that. <laughs> That's dope. Here's another parallel. Okay. Here's another parallel coming at you. So by the way, fam, offline, we have so many parallels that have just been popping up here left and right. By the way, I got to do this because this is what we do on Man to Man. And since I'm a native New Yorker, I'm speaking to a native New Yorker. I got to give you the manual air horn, Brooklyn's own. <laughs> Yo, I do the air horn oh, all you- the time. All the time. <laughs> oh, and some people are like, Yo, yeah. what is that? I do it all the time. Yeah. Nah, it's a New York thing. You yep. wouldn't understand. Yep. It's like, you know, the same reason we wear Timberlands in the shower. It's a New York thing. You would not understand. <laughs> Tim's in the shower. Yep. Tim's on the beach. Yep. Basketball shorts on the beach. Always. <laughs> all, I, yo, I swear to God, I went to a water park once. I saw a dude in the water, yeah. white tank top, basketball shorts, Tim's in the water. That is 212 New York all the way. I'm telling you. All day, all day. Oh my God. I got the visual because I used to be friends with those type of guys. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Word. <laughs> all right, Kevin, before we get too deep in the, in the New York archives, I want to hit you with the question that we hit up everybody that comes on the show. It's our special check system to get man-to-man blue check certified. We got one question to get the seal of approval. Are you ready? All right, brother. What does masculinity mean to you? Mm. Masculinity is the positive jet fuel that should fuel every single man on this planet. That's what masculinity is. It is essential 
to a society to have masculine individuals that can run it and evolve it. So as I say on every single episode and you have not disappointed, <clears throat> one, seal, seal of approval, done, done, <laughs> done, done. But no two men have ever said the same response to this question. And this one I'm digging because mm. I'm digging this metaphor and I want to understand, like, talk to me a little bit more about this because I'm, I'm very intrigued. Let me tell you, Dave, the, the biggest yeah. issue going on right now is that even the word masculinity is used as a pejorative. It is not used as a positive thing. There's this weird, I shouldn't say weird because it is deliberate, attack on masculinity and men. And now look, we know the history of this country. We know the history of the world. So we know that everything starts from a point of good intentions, right? It's there's a group of people that are oppressed. We got to do our best to knock that out because nobody should be oppressed. And like all good things, there's an overcorrection. And we are deep in overcorrection land. Because let me tell you something. If you are in this world and you think that it's okay to continue to say all men are trash, fuck men, ain't worth this. All the little mm -hmm. boys that hear this from adult women, what do you think that's going to do to them? What do you think effect that has mm. on them, right? Mm. So for me, I'm just like, look, this whole idea of like, oh, toxic masculinity. No, 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 no. That's not, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity because real masculinity is positive. Do you know who takes mm. advantage of power? Men who are not masculine because a masculine man <laughs> does not take advantage that's the whole point, because a masculine mm. man understands what works. A masculine man needs, not wants, needs a feminine woman by his side. And that's the way it works. It's a compliment, okay? So this whole toxic masculinity, you're not talking about masculinity, because masculinity is positive. You know what else is positive? Femininity. That's also positive. Now, here's something interesting. I'm ranting, but it's okay. Here's something else that's interesting. No, I love it. Please. No, 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 no. Dig. If you notice, the same way in which masculinity is attacked, femininity is also attacked. Because if you have a woman in a group of other women saying, you know what I want to do with my life? I want to get married, have kids, take care of my household. This is what I want to do. They're going to look at her and go, what the? F Why don't you want to be a boss, babe? Why don't you want to be a strong, independent woman? Oh, lazy, right. bimbo, all right. these negative words for a woman who chooses yeah. to side with her extreme femininity. So isn't that interesting? Mm. Isn't that interesting that as of now in 2022, the dynamic is less masculine men, more masculine women? Mm. How do you think that's going to work? <laughs> you know what? No, I and I haven't heard it broken down that way before. I've had some thoughts on this, but that's very interesting. So here's the thing. So let, let, let me give you my POV on masculinity just a little bit. So I think we all within us have masculine and feminine energy. We all have masculine energy. We all have feminine energy. We tap into one more than the other. But at the end of the day, both energies are combined to create divine energy within us. 
So it is up to us to figure out what are we tapping into and why, and then how that translate to what you're speaking to exactly and so well put is when we are faced with societal pressures and what societal norms are air quotes and what you know what is supposed to be and what's supposed to be now and after all the overcorrecting and all the overwokeness and all of the over trying to do all the things yep. we get ourselves into a mess because yeah, now yeah. we now those I'm, I'm I'm visualizing the scale and and where that balance it's it's gone awry so now we try to get it leveled and balanced and now it's gone the other way so to your point we're in a little bit of uh, uh, trouble or or <laughs> <laughs> or identity crisis as a society it seems from from what what, what you're putting, putting out there yeah absolutely so let let me ask you this if I may go here for a bit in terms of your experiences and your relationships and nowadays having to date um having been in a in a marriage how are you feeling out in the world these days with the opposite sex well yeah i mean i am newly single we are talking about that i've been in a relationship for 17 years right so 17 years 17 years marriage for 14 and then together for three beforehand so 17 okay. years i missed a lot wow. i missed a lot <laughs> let me tell you how <laughs> yeah. much i missed when i was a young boy a young buck as they say <laughs> if you wanted to meet a woman you had to physically walk up to her you had to have some game Right, you got to spit your shit. Had to have the game. Right, you you take go. her out somewhere, especially New York. Especially in New York, three <laughs> dates, go something, something, whatever, and then you're in a relationship. That's the way it worked my entire childhood, my teenage years, and my young adulthood. So here I am, newly single. Right, so I'm like, what's everyone doing? Everyone says you got to do the apps. Do the apps. Yep. All right, I'll do yep. some apps. <laughs> I I do Tinder, and I do Hinge. Okay, let's see what this is all about. My first day on Tinder, I get a message. The message is, Daddy. I'm like, okay. She just, she just writes, Daddy. So, I, Daddy. Okay. So, so that was like kind of like intriguing, rather forward, <laughs> right? Sure. So sure. what other possible response could I have other than, hi? I mean, I mean, literally, what, what else can you do? So I write back, right. hi. Her response yeah. was, tell me how you'd fuck me. That's her response. Okay. Yeah. I dating? have found. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dating has changed, David. Dating has, has changed, changed, apparently. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so I would say this is, these are some of the biggest, probably the biggest change, is that for the dawn of time, the dating market was a local market. You had access to the people to your left or to your right. Now we are in a global dating market. That idea of the small town girl in Idaho who's like, oh, so perfect, whatever, and you know, it's just wifey material, that doesn't exist anymore. Because that small town girl in Idaho is on Instagram, and in her DMs is Chris Brown. And he's going to fly her to Miami, <laughs> put her on the yacht, and now she is, well, that's, that's my global dating pool. I only date blue check dudes. If you ain't got a blue check, 
I'm not interested. So I came from a dynamic where pretty much everyone had a counterpart, right? You had average people, which is 85 to 90% of, of all society, right? That's how you have a society. Sure, 90% sure. is right in that middle average. So you had an average man with an average woman. That's how it worked. And now that it's the global dating market, everything that I heard is everything I experienced. So what's now happened is all those average guys are now considered unattractive to women. 92% of women say that the men they find on the dating apps are unattractive. So now you have pretty much 100% of women going after the top 10% of guys. Who are the top 10% of guys? Wow. People say it's the 666, right? It's six figures, maybe a six pack, six foot. <laughs> that's, that's the 666, right? That's You ask any woman in reality, if she's not capping or not trying to look like she's, you know, her publicist is next to her, <laughs> she's going to describe sure, sure. <laughs> a top tier guy. Now, David, it just so happens that I happen to fall into those parameters. So, <laughs> so what does that mean? It yeah. means that, before, listen, I had to delete my apps. I had to delete my apps because I realized that's going to make someone like me a fucking monster. Because men should not have that much abundance. Because I have no trouble meeting women anywhere I go. I mean, the gym that I go to now is just like, it's like a buffet, so to speak. You know, not that I'm out here doing... <laughs> Horrible things. I don't think you should shit where Crazy you eat. Crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't, never shit where you eat. So the gym is just pretty much off limits. That being said, yeah, I feel that type of abundance coming electronically, and I don't think that's good for anybody. To be perfectly honest, I, you know, women should not feel that the level. And here's the thing, by the way. Here's the thing. I happen to have the blue check. I happen to have the six 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 and all that stuff, and I have a lot of abundance. That is not one tenth of 1% of the abundance that the average woman receives on a day-to-day basis. That's the dating market. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to put you on the spot being (laughs) an expert on, well, how do we solve this? But let me ask this, Kevin, for you, how do you adjust? How do you pivot in this market 17 years removed, you were out of this game for 17 years, not having to worry about any of this. Yeah. And now here we are, 2022, <laughs> back in the pool. Yeah. Quote unquote, we outside, everybody's back outside, yeah. everybody's back on the apps, everybody wants to meet up, people in the DMs sending crazy left. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, crazy things that you just mentioned. I can't go better than that. So I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> daddy. So what do you do? What are you, daddy? What are, what are you doing? Well, Kevin, daddy, well, our boy. Is the question like, <laughs> what am I doing or what should the average man do? Because I, I'll, I'll- No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's go to you. Well, the first thing is this, is being 100% completely upfront with my intentions. That is mm. key. Listen. If you are a certain type of man and you hold your frame correctly, you can be honest all of the time. In fact, I consider success, literally, success means the ability to tell the truth, right? So for me personally, 
I tell the truth up front. Look, as of now, I'm not looking for a relationship. Not only did I just get out of a long-term one, but work is heating up. Things are crazy. I'm not interested in that, right? That's number one. The other thing is that I am very clear in what I'm looking for. And here's the funny thing. You might think that my number one thing would be like, I want a girl who's 21 and a 10. (laughs) Before I deleted Hinge, my first thing, what are you looking for? I said, number one, femininity. That's my first Mm. thing. Femininity Mm. can effectively turn a five into a seven. Okay? Now, what does that mean? What is that? What is the feminine thing? It is... You know what? I'm not even going to get into how I'm defining femininity, but 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 that <laughs> no, that's no, no. kind of it's how okay. it operates. So you know, I did the thing with the apps, and I and I met some wonderful young road scholars. You know, just just <laughs> just some really great people. Um, and now it's just the same as I did 17 years ago. Just out in the street, out in the supermarket, you can meet people anywhere. And guess what? Women aren't used to that. They are not. Mm. So when you meet people in real life, you are a step above the electronic dude that she's never met in person, who doesn't understand game, doesn't understand how to talk to someone. So I actually just went back to how I usually do it and receive much better outcomes, much better outcomes. And I encourage every man. Here's the thing. Most most men need to supplement whatever they're doing with an app, and I understand that. So I'm not saying I, I think there's nothing more annoying than saying hey, everyone do exactly what I did. However, sure. if you are not meeting women in public, it's impossible, impossible to develop game. Impossible. You must get out there and have real conversations with women. Make them laugh. Make them smile. Get them interested. You got to get out there. That's that's sure. my biggest thing is that, you know, I knew what I was missing in my marriage. So I knew exactly what I wanted from the opposite mm. sex. It made it very easy. Now, here's the funny thing. What I wanted from women, pretty much the same thing that all men want. And the scary thing is it's very simple. Very, very simple. The vast majority of men, you ask them, when are you looking for? And if you pare it all down, fit, feminine, friendly. That's it. That's it. Mm. And some of the women I'm dating, there's this one who is so, okay, how about this? How about this? One woman I'm dating who was kind of up on the uh, narrative in the dating market now, who's understanding what has to happen. She knows that I'm a Mm. showrunner. She knows that I'm a director. Knows that I'm writing a lot, da-da-da-da. We're in a movie. And we're sitting there, and she takes my hand, right? Goes in her purse, takes some lotion, and proceeds to give me a hand massage in the movie. Now, here's the thing. That is minimal effort, right? All she had to do was reach in her purse, get some lotion, start massaging. Does this for 15, 20 minutes. Costs her nothing. Hmm. To me, that was huge. Huge. Absolutely. It's huge to me. You want to know why it's huge to you? (laughs) Because it's huge to any man. And that is the most amazing (laughs) thing is that men have remained simple for thousands of years. And all we ask is to be thoughtful, be kind, don't be a pain in my fucking ass. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all. (laughs) It's pretty simple, right? Apparently. Yeah. So – here, here comes the segue. So, <laughs> so with all of that said, I was going to ask you originally, how did you end up as head writer 
of a scripted podcast called True Love, but it might be <laughs> it might be one of these art imitating life type of scenarios. Yeah, and in fact, you know, it's funny, and I'll, I'll announce something on the show that that's and uh, actually, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I do, David? I'm going to pulp fiction the answer. I'm going to I'm going to give you the last part first. The last part first is uh, recently I actually left True Love. Uh, literally, oh, wow. yes, just like weeks, like two weeks ago. Um, so that's oh. that's that's the punchline. But to get back to how and why, my foundation as a writer has always been in comedy. Right, that is my foundational thing. Hmm. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a black dude. I don't know. This is a little bit of a ah, shock. Welcome. So when black I talk dude. about my <laughs> when I talk about influences, you know, people assume John Singleton, Spike Lee, and whatever. Growing up, my influences for comedy: Mike Nichols, Nora Ephron, hmm. Carrie Fisher. Hmm. We're talking about like. You know, uh, uh, Babalu Mandel and, and, you know, out Gans, like Gans and, and Mandel. I'm talking about comedy that is about the words on the page. It's not big pratfalls. It's not broad comedy. It is the manner in which you can uh, um, set up a premise, right? So that is my foundation, mm, yeah, which yeah. Is, is a very, which I found, a very, very specialized skill, right? So... Um, as I moved to Los Angeles, and actually I came here with a feature, that's a longer story, but specific with the podcast and True Love, it was I started writing a couple of episodes for existing series, and they noticed that my style of writing was um, quite different than uh, most people. <laughs> so, for instance, sure. one of the shows, uh, the first show that I was writing them was called Imagine Life. And excuse me, the whole premise is like a famous person, you write about them in a certain time period of their life, you never tell the audience who it is, and you have to guess who it is, right? So, you know, okay. they did this for, you know, Jane Goodall and Madonna, whomever, everyone, right? So it's like, oh, okay, we have some ideas. Like, what about um, Jackie Robinson? That, that sounds really interesting, Jackie Robinson. So I'm like, okay, that's my first thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to do a thing on Jackie Robinson. Now, my first thing was I am not going to set it in the baseball world. I'm going to set it in his military career. That was the first thing. Hmm. The second thing is it is very clear when you're reading my writing that a black dude is writing it. So they have their usual white hosts who read all the stuff, and you realize, fuck, we can't have Ronnie read this stuff. This is going to come off bad. So they had to hire Hill Harper. <laughs> and then that happened oh, again. Wow. My, okay. my, my next group, I did something on Trevor Noah. They were like, oh, God, we can't. Nice. So they get Jay Ellis you know, from Insecure. So yeah, they yeah. realize, like, okay, this is what I think people talk about. What is that unique voice? And then the, um, the CCO, that I think CCO, uh, Marshall Louis uh, of Wondery, he, he reaches out and he's like, hey, uh, I really want to do like a, a, a narrative fiction series on love, maybe something ripped from the headlines. And for me, because I'm always going this way, I'm like, that sounds great, but I want it to be all black. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want <laughs> all the characters to be black in, this, in, in, this, in the stories. They're like, okay. And I was like, okay, now the host reading it. We need a man and a woman. I want them to be black. They're like, okay. Any writers, because you know, I wasn't doing everything season. I'm like, I want them to be black. They're like, okay. So I, essentially, I, I probably bullied them into doing a black show, <laughs> which, you know, th listen, there are some things that I cannot say uh, after I left because you have to do that NDA non-disparagement thing. Um, I will sure. just say that <laughs> sure. working now with Macro, you know, which is an actual black studio run by Charles King, yeah. um, that... Yeah is a black studio. 
the most amazing thing about working with Macro is this. Not only do they champion black voices, they demand it. They demand huh. it. Love That's it. the difference. So, uh, you know, I, if you haven't noticed, I take a long time to answer one goddamn question. Um, <laughs> but essentially, it was that. It's like my background in comedy. You can't have romance without comedy. You really, really can't because sure. they, they go together like you know peanut butter and jelly. Um, and it's and it, again, it's a hard genre that most people do not write anymore. You know, on the last of the last of the Nubians. The Nubians. There you go. <laughs> so you did five seasons of this. Yes. In five seasons of writing a fictional podcast on love, how much of your reality was infused into the fiction of it all? Do you dare to say? I actually sat down and I did an equation for your very question. And the answer is 0%. Really? 0%. Podcasts are, the vast majority are women. Here's the thing what we've done in society. We have become a society where everyone lies to women. Everyone. Men lie to women. Society lies to women. Women lie to other women. And women lie to themselves. Okay? So what that means is, if you're going to do some sort of romance that is geared towards women, it's going to be a big bag of bullshit because because we do as of now do not value masculinity at all look at every single depiction of a relationship whether it is written Mm. by a man or a woman the man is a fucking goof he is inept (laughs) it's everyone loves framing it's i don't know what's going on he can't do anything right The woman is his savior, or hitch, or whatever it (laughs) is. As of now, you cannot do an actual romance story unless the man is inept. However, Mm. here's some silver Mm. lining. Because podcast is like 99% white, 99% white women. Hallmark, Hallmark of all places, they fund this mahogany research project. They do focus groups, testing, all this stuff, trying to figure out, like, look, how do you get black women in? And here's the interesting thing. You know what black women said? We want our men capable. We want our men to be the G. We want them to be reliable. We want to be all these things that other sources want to depict. They don't want it. Nor do they want trauma, and nor do they want pain or racism and any other, other things, which is great, because that's actually my number one rule, maybe the reason why I'm not at the other show, is that I sure. refuse to write about racism. Refuse. Hmm. Just because you have black people in a story doesn't mean that the the flooring is around racism. Can we just tell uh. a story with two black people? Thank Call you. me crazy. Applause. Call me crazy. I don't think we need trauma, <laughs> pain, or racism in a romantic comedy. So yeah, so that's that's kind of how it all. But 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 yeah, it's just unfor- it's the unfortunate reality is that any depiction in popular entertainment has that very dated. Probably started in the late '80s, you know, that sort of dynamic where just men became completely yeah, yeah. incapable. Well, then you had a combination where where you said as it relates to black men in, in particular, you, you have inept 
<laughs> on one side in the mainstream. And then around, I don't know, I think the early 90s, a la John Singleton, Spike Lee, and these other ones. And then you get all the trauma, and then you get all the racism, and then you get all the all these other things. And now it's a now it's a twofold for us where you're like, oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> it, being inept as a man, yeah. and then having all this trauma as a black man, and those are your choices for depictions. And then from that, I think, you know, <laughs> I want to start here, but I feel like this is a part two with you around, well, that depiction of black men in the 90s and all of that trauma and all of that. So from that, conversely, it was like, well, how do you show up as a man with your friends? And then how do you show up as a as a man with women? And when you're dating, I don't care who you're dating or how you're dating, but how are you showing up then? And we alluded to that with New York. And back in the day, you had to have game. You had to be a player. There were like these certain standards of being a man and certain standards of or rites of passage to be a man and like really show up and show out with your friends or with other women. And you're dancing between two things that couldn't be any less true because you take away the humanity of men. You take the humanity away from ding, 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 from the human relationship, right? And, and this, to your point of conversations and being in person and having this ex- energy exchange and having this dialogue exchange, et cetera. So when you rip away humanity, which effectively is what we're doing in society today again. It, we've yeah, done it. Again. We've done it. Not doing. We've done it. Well, but it continues, unfortunately. So unless you know, we can continue to have these conversations on a broader scale and the same way we were more than woke on, on certain other contexts and constructs out there, we need to do the same as humans and we need to get humanity back. So I do appreciate, and it's refreshing to hear the humanness that you are bringing into your projects. There are a handful of folks out there now, and I hope this wave continues where there is more humanness for black folk, for people in general. But, you know, let's start here with the melanated because you're always a few steps further behind, right? Just to catch up and level out and be equal in, in terms of our humanness before you can even move forward and, and evolve in other eyes, right? Which is so crazy to me. Anyway, but again, we can. I, I know it because I feel it and I see it in your face. We can really go down that road, oh, but I'm going to save brother. it. Brother. I'm going to pin that one. <laughs> part part 10. We're going to take this 2025. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this. Everything that you said yeah. is, uh, I, I mean, I will tell you, you, you know what my biggest shift is? My biggest shift that I have made in life and in work? Same thing with dating. I'm going to tell the truth. And you know what the truth is? Black men are fucking amazing. Amazing. You know what the CDC said? We make the best parents. Look it up. Look it up. Really? Why is it why is it that is a fact that most people don't even know? Even the CDC had to say actually single black fathers make the best parent. We are more likely to be in their lives. 
we're more likely to give them the straight direction. We keep the sons out of jail and the daughters off the stripping pole. Or OnlyFans, <laughs> which is where they all are now. Okay, this idea of continuously painting black men as deadbeat fathers and this and that, let's mm. be real, okay? The majority of black men are single and childless, okay? Now, there is a smaller population where a black man has multiple babies with multiple women, meaning these multiple women continue to go after that one guy, that one bad guy. Mm. While a huge, especially in the last 10 years, while a huge chunk of the black community is ignored, completely ignored. So know what my job is now, David, is to tell the truth. No, we are, we're not doing it. Let's put it this way. I'm not doing it. And if I have to quit every single show, series, whatever, start my own network, start my own studio, whatever it takes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Because I, I, I can't continue in it. What's really interesting about this whole narrative that we're all talking about, Kevin Samuels comes along, right? Let's talk about Kevin Samuels. We have to because we're talking about relationships. Let's do it. He comes on board. Is he a little rude? Absolutely. Maybe kind of dickish? Sure. Is he telling the truth? Yes. And that is why he has not been canceled. Okay? Mm. If you hold frame mm. while telling the truth, they can't do anything to you. Which is why it has grown. Because now you have women who are on the same page as Kevin Samuels making videos. Agreeing. Mm. Because you cannot hide the truth once it's out there, okay? So now me literally being in this market – now, here's the thing. I started to hear about, hear about it while I was married. And in actuality, I started to recognize a lot of the things that he was talking about in my own marriage, right? Like, huh. what, like what is happening in which I am a sole provider? I'm a good guy. I'm a good-looking guy. I'm a good dad. What is with the utter disrespect until so you find out, okay, but you don't have to put up with it. You know, if the dynamic in the household isn't what it's supposed to be, you need a new household because you want a successful relationship that your kids can look at and go, my dad is a real fucking G and my mom is the best woman on the planet. That's whatever kids should guess what? That's what I think of my parents. My parents gave me the most amazing life ever. Ever. Awesome. I awesome. I listen, I would jump off this very gorgeous, gorgeous view and out into wherever if <laughs> if it wasn't for, you know what I'm saying? Like I would do anything for them. So that's really what it comes down to, man, is like I am just gonna tell the truth every single day. And if something happens, mm. so be it. But I don't think it is. I just think we need more people telling the truth. Man, women, child, maybe even a dog or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love all of this, Kevin. I don't know where the time went, but we are doing. Oh, my God. Good luck editing all this shit. <laughs> We're coming back for round two or three or four, or we're going to get to 10. 
But this was amazing. I want to encapsulate it here because I feel like anything I start on next, it's about another hour. Probably. So, <laughs> so promise me you're coming back for another one. Absolutely. Love it. Love to hear it. Um, and as we wrap up, because again, we're going to unravel some more things on the next one. Is there anything you want to bring up to the people in the meantime that they should know about that's upcoming from Kevin? I'll tell you. When I first heard about the studio Macro, I was like, that is my dream studio. That's the studio I want to work with. Hmm. So working with Macro, my dream has come true. I'm working Beautiful. on a feature with... <laughs> if you would have told me that I'd be writing something with this particular person... I would not have believed you. Or I would have called, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Maybe exorcism, because that shit is crazy. Um, it's, it's, it's getting, I will just say this to kind of like wrap it neatly. It's getting very, very busy. And also I will say men, women, whatever, after the pandemic, also getting some other business that's not related to your current one. That's why I'm into real mm. estate and home health and all this other stuff. You need something else. But that's, I don't think I answered your question, David. <laughs> you know what? We're going to leave it for part two. We're going to leave it for the follow-up conversation because by that time, I'm sure you can make an announcement. By that time, yes. we're going to talk about these other things that you just dropped in 30 seconds, this <laughs> and this and this. So here for that, want to hear more. In the meantime, Kevin, this has like been very <laughs> fulfilling, entertaining, all the things wrapped into one. And I truly believe that's why we were just in the zone and yeah, man. time has escaped us. In the meantime, thank you so much for this conversation and going man to man with me today. Absolutely. Black Love Fam, you can follow Kevin at Kevin A R B O U E T on the gram, on Twitter. You may catch what he's on and what he's up to on there before our next conversation. And if you do, we'll be talking more about it on the next one. In the meantime, fam, make sure to tell another brother, king or queen about Man to Man so we can keep these combos going and keep building each other up. And if there's someone you want to hear from, like my brother Kevin here, connect with me on Instagram at W-A-S-I-C-K-I with Zicky. Till next week, <laughs> peace, love, and black men are fucking amazing. Bam! Or, hey, daddy. <laughs> <laughs>